You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Pac-12, where it's all about the Conference of Champions. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Cindy Robinson, and I'm joined by Locked On Wildcats host Michael Luke to discuss the top Pac-12 basketball players we know for a fact without a shadow of a doubt, are returning for another season. How you doing today, mm-hmm. Michael? Yeah, I'm doing great, Cindy. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Ready for this week to be over, you know? It's getting longer and longer, getting through these days. <laughs> right. No, I know. It's the same way. Well, you could be down in Arizona where it's a cool 116 right now. Can I ask you how you are surviving? <laughs> Um, you know, it's weird. Like every year, it seems like it's a degree or two hotter than it was before. So, you know what? You just basically have to uh, you have to kind of prepare for it. But at the end of the day, you're just never really going to be ready for it. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm actually visiting friends in New Orleans and it's storming. So, you know, but it's oh, hot. Yeah, it's hot outside, too. Oh, so. and that's a humid. That's a humid hot right yep. there. Exactly. I used to love right. it. Um, I'm more of a like I love it from the inside like you know I don't mind mm-hmm. watching the storm but I don't want to be out in it <laughs> for sure at the exact it's exact that's the exact way it is for me as well okay so we're gonna jump into the players we're discussing today and you know we're gonna start with UCLA I feel like we're always talking about UCLA when we're talking basketball but it's like you cannot not talk UCLA if that makes sense right Right, for sure. For sure. And you know what? UCLA basketball is kind of like USC football in that the city basically kind of revolves around, you know, the, the conference revolves around it. And if it's if UCLA isn't up to snuff, then the rest of the conference is not going to be up to snuff as well, at least from a national perspective. And right. so, yeah. And the fact that UCLA is I don't want to say back yet, but the fact that UCLA is good is a real real good thing for the rest of the uh, the rest of the conference because even though you know i'm uh, you know we're here in arizona and arizona ucla the last 25 years have been the best programs in the conference arizona's got national appeal not to the extent that ucla does ucla is the one uh, entity that the folks in bristol can't ignore that you basically have to keep an eye on and the fact that they're good and they're going to be good this year uh, I think is really good for the conference. One thing that is great about that, though, and one of the players that I think we'll start with, and we both like his name, is Mr. Tiger Campbell. Yeah, I love how it's spelled, like you said. Um, and uh, but no, he's he's a little boss out there. There's really no other way around it. You watch him, probably not going to play in the NBA. Probably doesn't have quite that skill set. But you know what? He's going to be the guy that when he's done after playing in uh, college four or five years, it's going to feel like he was here for about 15 years because he's just that guy. He's got the great hair. He's got the uh, and he just controls the game. He has a wherewithal and a presence about him that you generally don't see with players of his age. And I think that's what is really unique about him. And I think he showed the world, including myself, who didn't think he was quite all that what he's all about in this past NCAA tournament. 
I was going to say, do you feel like that was his breakout moment? Because, you know, we did see a no, lot no of doubt. great basketball from UCLA in, in, in the NCAA tournament, but um, definitely saw some players having to step up, and one of them was Tiger. And Tiger Campbell, he was huge. There was just no other way around it. He was the guy that really did pretty much everything for everybody out there. And I think what's what's interesting about what he was able to do is it wasn't like he was just bringing the ball up the court and scoring. He was getting others involved. He was making his presence felt in a big way out there. And I think that's what is something that you generally – a lot of times you don't see with guys who aren't the most talented dudes in the world. You generally don't see them being able to impose kind of their will, their pace on the rest of the game. But Cindy, that's exactly what he did. And he did that at the highest level. He did that a bit against Gonzaga, or excuse me, did that against uh, Gonzaga. He did that through all the, throughout the tournament. And if you're Mick Cronin, you got to be tickled pink that he's coming back for another year because you don't have to worry at all about your point guard situation because far an injury, you know, knock on wood, he's going to be your point guard for 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always barring injury because, you know, that is the worst part about being mm -hmm. an athlete is having to worry about that. And you don't honestly, you don't even really worry about it as much when you're actually playing until it happens. So, yeah, barring injury, we're going to see a great, uh, you know, another great season from Tiger. Another person I think that UCLA fans should be excited about that is for sure returning is Jaime Juarez. Jaime Juarez. Juarez. There you go. Look, I have mm -hmm. to get these names right. Yeah. I'm telling you people, I got to get them right. Um, right. That one was a little, I, I said that was a little uh, a little difficult for me because I didn't even know. Uh, obviously, uh, upon reading it at first, you're like, oh, it's probably pronounced this way. And then you realize, like, nope, mm -hmm. you're completely wrong. <laughs> you know, you know what it is, though? You watch him and, you know, he's 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 got game. There's no other way around it. He's a guy that he can do a lot of different things. He's a guy that when he gets the ball, he can create off the dribble. He can create for others. Now, there's sometimes when it's a little bit slower out there than some people might like. But you know what? All's well that ends well. And he's the guy that is able to get there. And, I mean, he can get to his spot. And you hear that term all the time in basketball, can they get to their spot? You know, which basically means off a few dribbles, can I get a shot that's a quality shot that I want? Can I get my teammates involved? And he's that guy. He can get that shot really whenever he wants. And he's, he's clutch as well. You always like the guys who can shoot, you know, that basically shoot 65% from the free throw line. But you know what? When the chips are down, they make their they make all their big shots. And I think that's where he is. I think that's where he's unique because he can do all of that stuff. And it's pretty unusual to see somebody like that that isn't a dynamic front level type athlete who's able to do things like that. He's a he's a unique player and he's going to be a big time player for them going forward here, Cindy. I would expect him to be all conference and it wouldn't surprise me at all if you know he flirts with some all American teams. With knowing what we know about who's returning and who is actually coming in as newcomers do you anticipate there being like any issues at all for ucla or is it one of those things where this is like all good stuff they're trending upward you know i don't know that there's going to be a ton of issues because i think what you you like is that everybody is kind of they kind of seem to have their own their own uh their own way of doing things everybody's kind of got their own set Nobody really is looking and saying, you know what, I need to have more shots than the other guy because you've got you've got 
everybody's kind of got their own role. You've got a role. Tiger Campbell is your facilitator. Jaime Hawkins is kind of your scorer, your do-it-all type. Johnny Juzang, assuming he comes back, if he comes back, he's going to be your scorer. Uh, Peyton Watson does a little bit of everything, has the immense athleticism to show. So everybody's going to be able to showcase what they do in different ways, Cindy. And I think that's what you got to be kind of excited about. I feel like I'm always excited about UCLA football, um, basketball, look, football, UCLA basketball. So definitely can't wait to see them play. Glad to see that they're having um, players come back. I know it sounds funny because I'm UCLA, I'm a USC alum, but look, I like to watch good sports, okay? It is what it is. You like right. good sports. There's no apologies that need to be made for that. That's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like We, 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 can, we mm-hmm. can enjoy good sports even if it's from another team. <laughs> we only live once, and you know what? At the end of the day, if I'm watching something that impresses me, I'm still going to enjoy it. It also makes the win when, you know, USC comes out on top that much sweeter. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I think that's a great part about it, for sure. Right. Well, coming up next, we'll discuss a few more players that will be returning and definitely worth looking out for. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. Maiden produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Maiden products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. And their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Made in, better cookware for better meals. Right now, Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, up next we're talking about another Pac-12 basketball powerhouse, and that would be Arizona Wildcats. That's Michael's territory, if you don't know. He does host Locked On Wildcats. So he'll definitely be giving you the breakdown all season on the Wildcats. But right now he's going to tell us about the two top players that are returning that he's probably most excited about. Yeah, so you got two players here. You got one in Azulis Tabellis, who Lithuanian star, who you heard a lot of really good things about, but you didn't really know exactly how good he was going to be. And you kind of wondered, okay, is he, you know, what level of player is he going to be? Is he going to take a year? Is he going to be a little overwhelmed? And it took him a little while. Not going to lie, when I first watched him, I'm like, eh, this guy's going to take some time. But by the end of the year, he was a double-double machine. He was averaging 20 points. Uh, 10 rebounds it felt pretty much every game and this is a guy that if you were to tell me that he was going to be the conference player of the year 
I wouldn't be at all surprised. He's got a, a deftness to his game. He's got a, a kind of a dexterity, a scoring ability that you generally don't see with kids of that age of that, especially coming over, you know, in such a quick capacity that he did from, uh, um, from overseas. He, um, he really made his mark in games against USC with the Mobley brothers, where you can make the case in a couple of those games or one of those games that he was maybe the best player on the court, obviously not the prospect. That's not what I'm saying, but he's clearly a guy who is going to be a big factor this at, uh, in the college game this year. Not sure what kind of pro prospect he is, but he's going to certainly have that potential there, Cindy. And I think that's what's exciting if you're a University of Arizona fan. He is going to really probably be the linchpin for what new coach Tommy Lloyd wants to do this year. And, you know, coming from Gonzaga, where you run a little bit more of a fan friendly offense, it'll be funny. It'll funny. It'll be interesting to see what he is able to, uh, what Lloyd is able to do with Tabellus, because I would imagine it's going to be some pretty good things. As a fan and media, how was it to see his development go from, I would say, I guess, underwhelming to, you know, someone you're looking forward to seeing each game? Well, you know, Cindy, that's a great question. And you don't, sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. And I didn't really foresee him emerging in the way he did. But once he was able to emerge in the manner in which he did, it, you could see why people were so high on him, why he was able to be that guy. And I mean, you look at him, there's nothing really fluky. He's not a great athlete. There's no doubt about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to be this next level NBA guy. That's certainly not what I'm saying. But I think as far as a college player goes, if he sticks around three years, I think you're looking at a guy who I feel pretty comfortable is going to be on some All-American list. I mean, he's got that type of ability and, you know, he understands the game. And maybe the better, the best thing that I could uh, say is that he doesn't do things that he can't do. And you see that all the time in basketball, guys doing things that they can't do. And it's just kind of uncomfortable. It's just kind of awkward for everybody involved. And when you don't do things that you can't do, it just makes your game look all the better. And I think that's what really is a kind of impressive about him, to be honest with you. Okay. So Arizona Wildcats looking to gear up for another good season. Um, I want to say you. there's one more player, right, that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But before oh, we get yeah. into that, with this one that we were just discussing – what is the one thing that you would like to see maybe like improve in his game or like you expect to see different in this upcoming season? Uh, turnovers. He had too many games where he had like, he had too many games where he had, you know, four or five turnovers. And okay. I'm fine with that. If you're, I'm fine with that. If you're a guard, um, you know, I'm not okay with that. If you're a, if you're, excuse me, if you're a, a big man who shouldn't be dribbling more than two or three times, I realize that kind of goes in contrast to what I was uh, saying earlier about not doing things you can't. But I think that's just a little bit more of him just kind of getting excited in the moment. That would be the one thing with Tabellus that I would like him to be able to just kind of pump the brakes on there a little bit. And is that, I mean, a lot of times that's a matter of like just – calming down, slowing your game down, paying attention to certain things before making just, a move. Just realizing just realizing that you're good and that you know what, let the game come to you. I know you that's such a cliche, you hear that all the time, but just let the game come to you, slow your roll a little bit and you know what, you're better than most of the people guarding you, so you can take your time as some people they need to go quicker because you know what, 
I've got a guy coming at me who's a lot better than me and I need to try to score. Whereas with a guy like uh, Azulis, take your time and you know what? Don't turn the ball over. You're going to be fine. Okay. So what is the, about the next player you want to discuss that is going to be All exciting right. for Benedict, the Wildcats? Benedict Mather. <laughs> Benedict Mather. Benedict okay. Mather. This, this is an interesting guy because he's um, he's basically kind of hopscotched the, uh, the Western Hemisphere from Canada to Mexico to the United States, um, but he's a first-round pick. He was the guy on the team last year that you looked at, and you said, yeah, he looks a little bit different. And he's six foot six. He can shoot. He's incredibly athletic. He's long. He's strong. Um, I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be, but this is a guy that I would love to have his bank account at some point in my life because he's going to be a millionaire. Um, he made a very good decision coming back. I thought that he might get kind of caught up in the hype and go. And at that point, if you're a second round pick and you might not stick, that's not exactly what you're looking for if you're a player right. of that caliber. Right. He, but I would, you know, Cindy, I would look at him. I would imagine this guy's going to average 16, 17 a game. And I would firmly believe that we'll be talking about him as one of the better NBA prospects in the conference during the regular season. He's got he's got that kind of ability. And you can tell, too, that he he's still raw. He's still young to the game, but he's picking things up very quickly. He's what you look for if you're an NBA team as far as, you know, kind of a three and D type player that can shoot the three play defense. And you know what? Maybe if he develops his handle a little bit, he becomes more than that. But this is a guy that, you know, barring injury, I think you're looking at it, a guy who's probably going to have a 10-year NBA career and be a impactful player at the college level. Maybe not quite as good as Tabellus at the college level, but he's got a hot, much higher ceiling than Tabellus does. So I was, and I, that was going to be something I asked you about right now because I've heard you say that a few times where you feel like the players will be great college basketball players but not necessarily m have a career in the nba or even make the nba period and now i yeah. want to understand how you would how you feel like someone would have a greater nba ceiling but not a great college yeah. ceiling well right so that, that's a great question so generally what happens is especially if you look at a guy who's super athletic but just doesn't hasn't really developed his skill set I can spend the next five, six years working with you on your skill set because you have something that I can't teach in athleticism, length, um, fluidity. Whereas if you're a guy who has a ton of skill, but you're not very athletic and I can't really teach you the athleticism part, you're kind of born with it or you're not. And so let's use uh, Tabellus and let's use uh, uh, Benedict Matherin right now. Azulis Tabellus is a much better player than Matherin, but Azulis Tabellus, when he gets to the NBA, if he tries to bully people with kind of his lack of athleticism, that ball is going to get thrown into the third row time after time after time. Whereas a guy like Ben, and there's nothing I can really do about that. You can continue to work on your skill, but you know what? Your athleticism and your height kind of limits what you can do. Whereas if I am Benedict Matherin, I've got a athleticism quotient that you can't teach. And you know what? I can teach you the skill part. I can teach you the shooting part. So if I continue to improve and I continue to improve Benedict Matherin, he's going to be able to couple that athleticism with an improving skill set that is going to make him overall, at least theoretically, a better player than Azulis Tabellis because he's going to have both things going for him as opposed to just one thing. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the breakdown. I get it. I get it. <laughs>
I just needed no, the, no, no, you know, for sure, for the sure. clarification, it, the clarification. It, 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 is, it, it is weird for sure. There, it's a, it's a little, uh, it, it it's, uh, it's kind of inside baseball talk at times for sure, but that's kind of the best way that I could sum it up. Right. Okay. It, it makes sense though. And at the end of the day, it's still a plus for ASU. Um, sorry, Arizona, not ASU. ASU, right. you're gonna, you might have a little struggle with dealing with Arizona, but um, it's right. a plus for Arizona either way, because like you said, at the end of the day, they're both good players now. Um, but one, yeah, sure. I get it. <laughs> I definitely do. Okay. Coming up next, we are going to discuss one more player that you should definitely be keeping your eyes peeled for this upcoming season. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar out there, Built Bar is the one for you. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, a little something for everybody from coconut to coconut almond. If you're more into the fruity flavors, they have cherry and raspberry. And then obviously for our chocolate lovers, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Literally something for everyone. I'm more of a salted caramel type. The best part about Bill Bar is that it's healthy. That's right, tasty and healthy. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in carbs. That's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. All right, now our last player, we are nearing the end here. Someone that I feel like um, has definitely made an impact on his team, has or will be a good uh, leader moving forward, and just someone you know that Pac-12 fans and Oregon fans will love to watch this upcoming season is Will Richardson. Yes, and Will Richardson, he's he's a tough guy because he's – He's not the best athlete in the world, but you watch him and he's every bit of six foot three. He's a lefty. I'm always a little partial to lefties just because it seems that every lefty I've ever watched, they have a way of maneuvering their game without getting, without losing the ball, without getting their shot blocked, even though they probably should get their shot blocked. He's a different, uh, he's a different guy entirely. And I'd imagine Cindy that he's probably going to be a guy that gets you I would say 15 points, five or six rebounds a game and um, or excuse me, five or six assists a game. And he's never going to come out. He, he was injured this past year for a good portion of the year. He had a hand injury and that really set him back. But Dana Altman has talked about how much he's going to mean to this squad. And you know what? You can just tell by watching him just how important he is to everything they do. I look at him and I think to myself, this is going to be one of the best players in the conference. And I think he's kind of a sneaky pick to be conference player of the year. He's that dude. Okay, something that I'm definitely one to dive in in on about uh, Will is that you know, we've been discussing how Oregon has like a revolving door, like the players are in, but they're out and then here comes a new set of them. How important is, will he be to this team being a veteran in the sense since, you know, Oregon's having so many new players coming in? Yeah, and, and that's I think that's the question that you uh, you you wonder. But honestly, Cindy, at the end of the day, I think that it's a good thing, though, because you have a. You've got a guy who's been there for years who I think is going to be kind of the calming influence. Everybody knows he's the man. Everybody knows that he's got to be that guy. And you know what? If he is, uh, and he should be that guy. 
he's got a he's got a ability to be able to get himself his shot in his own flow in his own pace that's unique you generally don't see that with a lot of guys uh that aren't super athletic he also is a good passer he's just kind of a winning basketball player to put it mildly and if you uh if you look at it he's probably the ideal guy you would want for having a bunch of guys coming back. I mean, he's that type of dude. And I expect him to, again, I don't know that he's going to be an NBA guy because kind of like we talked about with the, uh, you know, in the previous segment, he doesn't have great athleticism, which it will be an issue, but he's going to be a guy that's going to make a lot of money overseas. And you know what? He's got a lot richer future than I have in my, uh, in, <laughs> in my future. And those are the, those are the kind of guys, though, that you certainly root for, and he certainly looks like he does things the right way. He's a, I'm a fan, and I think he's going to really be one of the better players in the conference, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he challenges for All-American honors. He's that type of dude. Um, is there any concerns with him coming back into the fold? Like, will his game be the same or whatever the case may be after coming off of injury? Um, that, no, I don't really worry about it because it's a hand injury. Um, and he played well when he came back. You worry more about that if it's an Achilles or if it's a knee or something of that effect. But, you know, I look at it and I think to myself, he's probably going to be a guy that, um, uh, he should be fine. Now, again, you, you never really know for sure, but I don't look at him and think that there's any reason that he won't be, a player that's going to be able to be an all-conference and maybe an all-American type player. I don't see any of those type drawbacks there. Okay, so with all the players we discussed today about them coming back, you know, to their teams and making impact, what do you think the overall impact on the Pac-12 and the conference will be with for, with these players? Um, I, the teams we talked about, well, specific, I think these are probably going to be the three best teams in the conference could be wrong, but Arizona or excuse me, Oregon, UCLA, I feel very comfortable saying that. And with Arizona, I think that if Tommy Lloyd can get things going, you've got a, a nice little a duo of, excuse me, you've got a nice little duel, uh, a duel of, uh, Azulis Tabellus, Benedict Matherin. I think you're looking at a team that'll probably be third, but that one's a little bit up in the air, but Oregon and UCLA are going to be far and away the two best teams in the conference. And I think that's probably what you're going to, uh, you look at. And I honestly, I think that those two teams are final four contenders. I think they're that good. Okay. Well, I can't wait for a season to start now. I feel like the more we talk about basketball, I'm getting more and more excited. Um, another sport to cover, another sport to be excited about in the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. You said it. Okay, so I have to ask you, and I think I already know the answer considering your biases, but mm -hmm. who are you most looking forward to watching this season? Well, I'm going to take Arizona out of the equation because okay. it's just but I would probably say Oregon. I always like watching how Altman mixes and matches kind of all these different pieces that he gets in there. And I think uh, I look at it, Cindy, and I think to myself, this is a team that could possibly be his best team. And I don't say that lightly because this is a team that uh, is probably going to be a Final Four type team. All right. Final Four type team. That's look, that's that's big stuff right there. OK, sure, for sure. but we definitely we definitely need more Pac-12 teams in that Final Four. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Right, for sure. All right. If you need to get more sports news, you can head on over to the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow along 
on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow Locked On Pack 12 and Locked On Wildcats on the Odyssey app as well. And then follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pack 12 and at Locked On Wildcats. And then you can also follow us at underscore Cindy Robinson and at Iron Mike Luke. So I think Michael will probably be a better follow than I am because I'm not tweeting as often. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Cindy keeps it for the podcast. You know, yeah, you got to come here to get the news. You got to hear what I got to say. But I probably will start tweeting more just so you're more intri- intrigued to come listen to the podcast. That might be a good a good thing to do. <laughs> but until, yeah, until then, make sure you stay locked on Pac-12 at the, on the Locked On Network because this is where we, we're giving you the most. <laughs>